Hey everybody, welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, a podcast about the intersection of SEC culture and football. We are your source for all takes in SEC traditions, pageantry, majesty, and of course, the football. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at You, Me, and the SEC. Brittany, what a day. What a day. There are lots of like personal items that we could like talk about tonight about what all happened in this day and why we're almost like falling asleep just sitting here. Uh, but why bore everyone with that? Yeah, it would just be us complaining. There's a lot to complain about. That's true. But, you know, the highlight of my day was definitely watching the media days. I think it, w- it was really fun. It continues to be fun for me. Why is it most fun? Like, you know, dear listener has two more days to listen. Convince them to spend some time on the SEC network. What's the most fun about it? I don't know. Sometimes I, especially in the last year and a half, I've missed like having something just on in the background all day, you know, like a sporting event or just something besides like depressing news. Bluey. Or Bluey. Peppa Pig. Or Peppa. Or God help us, Blippy. Coco Melon. No, I refuse to it's put that one. It's as we go. <laughs> uh, no, it is, a, it is a nice little background. Uh, we did pay somewhat uh, a bit of attention today um, because that's what we're trying to do. Yes, we tried. Yes. and uh, But it's, uh, it's an interesting day because now we get really into the meat of things. So yesterday you get the commissioner uh, for a little bit, and after that... Uh, you get the the first three coaches. Well, now you have four coaches day two, and you had I think uh, I would say at least two coaches that I think everyone definitely wanted to hear from, mm-hmm. in Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin. Right. Uh, Josh Heupel, uh, one of the new coaches uh, at uh, Tennessee, and also Mark Stoops from Kentucky. So it was a good lineup. Uh, the the main attraction is coming tomorrow. Uh, but uh, a good lineup today and lots to talk about uh, that came out of the discussions both from the coaches and then from Nick Saban, <laughs> who actually came out with probably the biggest detail of the day. And oh, he wasn't yes. even there. And he wasn't even there. And That's we'll get right. into that as we go. So what do you think? First thoughts about what we saw from today's media days. Well, you know, I liked starting off with Kirby. You know, he kind of started off the day with us um for us and um he kind of uh was like uh spoke it was interesting to me because I feel like they each bring a different presence um and Kirby's was definitely like we're top dog I'm gonna tell you funny stories about my family because I don't have to prove to anybody I text with Quavo I text with Quavo yes just between is Quavo. We googled Quavo. He's yeah. part of a group. No, no, no. We're whispering here. I don't want anyone oh, to hear. Oh, I'm sorry. It's part of Migos. You're, Have you heard of you're Migos? still not whispering. They well, probably I don't can know hear. how to. <laughs> so what? what is Amigos? Is it, that like friend? It is. Amigo is friend. It is. It's it? a friend. It's a, he's a friend. Of is that, that was me Kirby. trying to like make a joke. Did I like land a joke? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. I think so, it's getting worse. So who's Quavo? Quavo's part of Migos. And what is Amigos? Migos is a group of people who make music. So musicians. <laughs> I don't know. And typically that is what you call someone who makes music. I think, I don't even know Musical really what artist. type. I think it's rap, hip hop. I don't know. It's something that's popular with the kids. Well, Kirby Smart seems like a hip guy. That's but right. He, but he's basically saying he, he's texting with Quavo about NIL and getting advice about what to tell the kids, I thought it was good advice saying, don't be thirsty, right? Don't jump at your 
your first opportunity mm. and maybe get yourself in a deal that hurts your brand. What are you staring at? I mean, you keep staring at the computer. Is something I'm like sorry, that. y'all. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm probably just staring off into space. It's like, is there a little man on the computer? No, there's not. See? You can't read too much into my blank stare right now. I thought Kirby was extremely sure of himself. I know. Like, I, I feel like it. he has, uh, what, year six now. Mm-hmm. He's been there six years. That's crazy. Uh, but he has really come into his own, I believe. And I, you know, here's the thing. He like, so year two, I think year one, they went like seven and five or something like that. Year two is when they like really jumped onto the scene and, you know, they beat Notre Dame in, in uh, South Bend mm-hmm. and then went to the national title game. And I feel like for Kirby, that was almost like a curse in disguise mm-hmm. because he, um, he kind of set the tone of like, this is what is going to be expected. And Georgia has been phenomenal the last four years. Mm-hmm. And um, yet I feel like judging from outside of the Georgia fan base, I feel like there is a sense of, like, Kirby, you better do it this year. And I don't understand what, because he has clearly improved the program and put them in a spot that they really haven't been since, like, the early Mark Drick days. Right. So why is there so much, like, dissatisfaction? Ugh, we just want a national championship. Just want a national championship. We yeah. don't like everybody that's like, it's been a while hasn't it it's like that's like always the thing you can say and it's like we know 1980 so i think i don't think uh the georgia fan base is going to be satisfied until you get a national champion i hate it for him because he has and he, mark rick was the same way yeah but i hate it for kirby because i think he's done such a good job but it's almost like that first that second year put him in a spot where he couldn't do anything good like maybe you build and you go nine and three that second year and mm-hmm. you get that momentum and now you're you're at eleven and one ten and two where they've been and that's like I, I feel like the Georgia fan base would be in a little bit more of a patient state. I understand the wait time. What has it been? I don't know if I what's the number? Is it forty two years now? Yeah, so, no thirty. No, that's not right. Oh, it is forty two years. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah, it is. So some forty one from yeah. 1980, but uh, no, I thought he was, um, even with these expectations swirling around, Georgia has so many, you know, quality players back. JT Daniels, uh, if he doesn't get transported in time back to the 90s to play Bill Pullman in a 90s romantic comedy, I think you're going to come on to that later. Um, I think, you know, he's he showed in- – incredible talent and potential there in the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. Is, is this the year for Georgia? I mean, I think that's the question. You know, Kirby didn't address that directly today, but he definitely brought the confidence that was like, we're here and we're good. Um, and I text with Quavo. Yeah, it's you know, just a little subtle it's like a, I mean, it's like a, you know, a John Calipari, like, I'm friends with Drake. Right. You know, right. and Drake loves us kind of thing. I mean, it's a recruiting thing for sure. But, yeah. you know, they brought um, today JT Daniels and then a defensive lineman, Jordan Davis. And the press asked Jordan Davis about 
coach texting with Quavos. Yeah. And um, he was like, yeah, he could not name you one Migos. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I'm sure he does. And I'm, I think that's cool, you know, yeah. but so that's definitely for the kids. I, I don't know how much Kirby Smart really listens to Migos. Well, he's, you got to connect Quavo, somehow. I think I'm putting, it's just one Quavo and multiple Migos. Duh, everyone knows I think that. I was calling him Gosh. Quavos. Like, Gosh, yeah. man, I, I, gosh, it's so frustrating. Uh, what else was that? Oh, it, but Kirby Smart, of course, has uh, the, as we talked about, he has the Osborne head. Yes, he does. Are we going to sprinkle in my casting throughout? Oh, I think we did. Do you want to save it till the end? Or, or you, you want to save it? it Let's save end. it to the end. Okay. Do it a little different okay. tonight. But he does have that Osborne head. Yes, he does. Uh, he could fit really well in your family. He really could. Uh, but no, very energetic, very impressive. Georgia is going to be. Uh, by the media at the end of the week, predicted to be the um, number one uh, spot in the East for sure. Uh, and um, I think it's it's probably the right call going into the season. So then you get to our second uh, coach of the day, and that's Josh Heupel. Which who, I always want to kind of, I want to say Heupel. When I read it, yeah. I want to say like Josh Heupel. But it is Heupel. But I know it is Heupel, yes. You know, and I've gotten to the point, I remember Josh Heupel played, mm-hmm. and now he's coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was on Oklahoma's uh, national championship team, I think in the year 2000. Okay. I think, no, 2001, somewhere, somewhere around there. Uh, but he's gone around different places. He was a coordinator at Missouri when Drew Locke was throwing 40-some touchdowns. In a year, uh, he coached at Central Florida uh, and led them to success after Scott Frost left, and now he's at Tennessee. And I feel that he, just watching his, you didn't get a chance to watch Josh right. Heupel uh, this morning. He was not Shane Beamer. He mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't win the press conference. I think that Beamer did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't say anything uh, against what he's going to do and how he's going to perform. I think Tennessee is in a much better spot than South Carolina in right. terms of returning talent. Uh, one thing that the players uh, mentioned, uh, one of the players that, that came for Tennessee, is that the offense is that he is installing is looking like what he had at Central Florida is just pass, 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 very much like what Lane Kiffin mm. is doing at Ole Miss. So it's going to be, I think, for, for Tennessee fans, I think that's going to be a buy-in. Uh, if I anticipate Tennessee is going to get off to a very good start this season, okay, and uh, with their offense particularly, and if they if when that happens, I think you're going to see Tennessee fans start to get a little you know fill in their oats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think that that if they can get off to that good start, it's going to be good. Okay, well, good. I yeah, again, I missed uh, Josh Heupel, so I don't really have anything about. Um, about him he but from what i saw he, he kind of looked like just like a little like happy to be there oh yeah you know it's like and he, he was ta- excited to be at yeah, SEC he talked to, his he, first time he talked about after coaching the big 12 and the american clearly inferior conferences to mm-hmm. the sec that he wanted to, to be a part of this it was very cool mm-hmm. uh and you know he has somewhat you know he he played for bob stoops who of course mark stoops brother right bob stoops has connections he was Steve Spurrier's defensive coordinator at Florida. Mm-hmm. So there's some, you know, SEC connections there. He's coached at Missouri. So uh, it's it's not, uh, yeah, it's a Big 12. I guess he played in the Big 12. I was thinking Missouri is the Big 12. Uh, but in any case, he's got those connections. Um, he's got a, back to the fan base, um, 
the Tennessee fan base uh, is well known for their irrationality, let's mm. say. So I think he's going to get off to a good start. But if you see Tennessee struggle out of the gate, I think that uh, once again, there's going to be a kind of a limit of patience right. to, to what's going on there. Right. All right. So who's up next? So we had lunch and now uh, Mark Stoops, uh, the head coach of Kentucky, uh, was third. And Stoops, it was pointed out at one point that um, he is the second longest tenured coach in the SEC. And I feel like he didn't like that. No, he didn't. Pointing, being, that being pointed out. I don't know why, though. I know. I feel like that it's a it's kind of a badge of honor. I yeah, mean, that's it, what I would think. Yeah, of course, Nick Saban's number one. Uh, but to be there for, I think, now nine years, and the next one closest to you, I think, is Kirby Smart and whoever there's someone else higher the year of Kirby Smart is 2016, mm-hmm. I think, or drawn. Mm. So, um, I mean, that's kind of a neat place to be. He seemed a little grumpy, mm. and we said the same thing about Lane Kiffin. Like, the, the afternoon crew was like, huh. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, he also had a question about if he would be in favor of moving the SEC schedule from eight games to nine games, mm-hmm. and he was not about that. Yeah, <laughs> understandable. Uh, you know, Kentucky's non-conference schedule is not strong, right? And I, as a Kentucky fan, I don't really mind that because you know you're not going to be in playoff condition, so you don't have to you know argue about your strength of schedule. So why not play? you know, four cupcakes, including Louisville, uh, and to, yeah, shots fine. And, and get to, uh, only having to have two sec wins to get a bowl. So yeah. I, that's not the way he's going to phrase it. Mm-hmm. He kind of talked about how 10 games sec schedule last year was so taxing. He was like, look at like more than half of the league struggled mightily. Don't think they're going to be for adding more SEC games. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That would not benefit, uh, Kentucky and what Stoops is doing up there. Unless we could play Vandy twice. You know, if we yeah. could put Vanderbilt on the, squ- on the schedule twice, I'd be for it. Mm. More shots fired. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the records. <laughs> look at the stats. Yeah, but um, so he brought uh, Josh Pascal, right? And what mm-hmm. does he play? He's a defensive lineman. Defensive lineman. And he just looked really sweet. I don't know um, anything about him. But I think he's been there for a while. So his backstory is two or three years ago, he was diagnosed with skin cancer. Oh, wow. And missed the the year, the season. I I actually think he came back maybe in the last game of the bowl game. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he missed the entire year for treatment for skin cancer. Oh, wow. So uh, he's a a great story. Yeah. I mean, to go with an incredible talent. And uh, I think it was uh, from Maryland or somewhere in that region. And uh, I remember when he was recruited. But great story, great player. I think he's going to have a big impact this mm-hmm. year. Well, he seems like um, that he was really happy to be there, too. So he um, was one of my notes for a potential pot roast. Oh, there you go. Yes, started already started noting potential pot roast. There you go. Add him to the list. Yes. So Kentucky uh, made way then for Ole Miss. Lane That's Kiffin. right. A, a recently slimmed down Lane Kiffin, who has lost what he said, what, 30 pounds. Oh, is that what he said? Say, yeah. And if you look at the, and I was like watching this, I don't notice that. And then I looked at pictures of him last year, and you can very well notice. Yeah. He has lost quite a bit of weight. Yeah. So his, um, I got to watch his, <clears throat> um, pretty closely, and I, I thought he'd be happier to be there. 
But he looked like somebody, like he saw an ex-girlfriend right before he walked on stage or like somebody told him like a really untasteful joke. And he was like <laughs> still thinking about it. You know, it was right. like, it was like he was still, it's like he wasn't fully like. His mind was on something yeah, else. Yeah. And maybe that's just his vibe. Like, honestly, I don't know him well enough. That could just be his vibe that right. he's like, I'm, this is just who I am. But it, it seemed, I kind of wanted him to be like really owning SEC media days because like. He does have such a good personality. Like, I wanted him to be, like, loving it, but it did not seem like he was. Well, there are a lot of people that wrote, and I read a couple things this afternoon, and basically they were saying Lane Kiffin stole the show. He was great. Right, and then I read that stuff, too, and I was like, oh. But I think it's one of those cases where if it's somebody funny, like, you have a going into it, the expectation of who this person is. Mm-hmm. And if you know them to be like a character or personality, then there's nothing they can do that's going to convince you they're not that. Like they right. even like when they're maybe acting like down or or kind of off putting or something like that. That's a part of what they're doing, and mm-hmm. you like want to rec- recognize their brilliance. Mm-hmm. I think that's what maybe some people were doing is saying that Lane Kiffin is so funny today. Ha ha ha! I'm like I didn't see it, but I think it's just the no like Lane Kiffin's going to do something or say something that is going to like make news right and uh he's going to do it in a in a funnier way or a more personable way than say a a mark stoops or josh heupel or even kirby smart like you're not expecting those three to go up and make a lot of jokes yeah so So he kind of name dropped a lot i thought he was talking about you know how he goes to boca raton with uh um Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney and how they're just all like buddy, buddy, wealthy <laughs> D1 yeah, coaches. There's like a, there's a, a community down there. I think it's called 30A. Have you that's ever heard not, of that? Yeah, that's not in Boca Raton. Oh, that's Miami. No, that's Destin. 30A is Destin. Yeah, that's, I know that. Yeah. And you Boca said Boca Raton. Raton. And is it Boca Raton? I thought it was Boca Raton. I don't even know where it is, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know why that's I'm south. questioning. That's, that's yeah, south. it's that's like Miami, isn't it? Mm, sure. Yeah. Well, and, anyway, there's a there's a place near Destin that 30A uh, is where a lot of them go to. So uh, yeah, they go bo- I multiple you said places. Boca Raton, Raton, whatever. I've never heard of Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Yeah, I've heard of Boca Raton. Oh well, Boca Raton sounds like a a type of pasta or something like that. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure what that is. Oh gosh. So, anyways, they go down to some fancy Florida place. How about that? And they're all together. But the big news out of today was um, that Lane Kiffin mentioned that, or was it? No. So okay, yeah, yeah. Today, Nick Saban, I believe, was speaking to some like booster group or something. And he's coming tomorrow and we're going to know what people are going to ask about. Yeah. And he may mention that Bryce young, who's going to be the starting quarterback. I think he's the highest quarterback rated that Alabama has ever recruited. Jeez. So, you know, higher than Tua, Jalen hurts, you know, the whole mm-hmm. crew. Um, but he was, uh, Nick Saban mentioned something that basically alluded to the fact that he believed that Bryce young had been either offered or made nearly $1 million already through NIL. Right. And everyone freaks the heck out. Yes. And so that's, that story is kind of circulating through media day. I think it comes out probably because I, I don't remember them asking Mark Stoops about that. So that's probably coming out like around three o'clock, three thirty. And so one of the journalists asked, uh, Kiffin about that. And he basically cannot, <laughs> <laughs> he clearly had not heard that and he like could not put his 
mind around the fact that before Bryce Young has even made a start uh, for Alabama, that he's already making $1 million. I mean, that that is really crazy. But, yeah, it definitely um, took Lane Kiffin back, and he was – I think he was thinking about that the whole rest of the time. I think so, yeah. You know, cause or that did, he forgot his socks. He forgot his – oh, that's – is that your dad joke? Well, if it, it qualifies as a dad joke, Obviously, yes. you have not watched The Bachelorette enough with me Except to for last night. that – no socks is an in thing. I bought some socks today. Does that does that mean I'm out? I don't think you could pull off the no socks. I think it no, would I have, clearly I have fat ankles. I think it would clearly look like you forgot your socks. Yeah, you will. Um, but yeah. Maybe so, I'll anyways, that was part of like given. He was like, "That's crazy," and it is. It is crazy. You know what? One of my first reactions to Ben was like, "He's gonna make more than some of his coaches." Yeah, yeah, you I know, mean, which is crazy to absolutely. me. Like, but then Ben was like, "Well, I mean, NFL like professional teams—that's how it is," which is true. So, and it, it really—that's where the dynamic because I think you see this more on the college, on the basketball side, where college basketball coaches yell and scream. That's just what they do, right? And NBA coaches do not do that. If you ever watch an NBA game, the coaches—that's uh, why I said if uh, NBA coaches. They just don't do that. And mm-hmm. because the, I don't know if this is the fact that they're coaching professionals, which right. that's part of grown men. You're coaching like 30 year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, uh, they do not like, I mean, they'll talk sternly, mm-hmm. but they won't like, be uh, screaming from the sidelines. And that's why so many college coaches, and this would be true for pro football too. You think like Steve Spurrier, even Nick Saban, like they were not successful at the NFL level. Uh, because that dynamic between player and coach changes when it just does. Right. The power dynamic is connected to wealth, can't mm-hmm. get around it. And it just changes when the player is making more money. Yeah. It just changes. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's going to be interesting. And uh, I think that, you know, we'll talk about this much more down the road. If you are, if you're like a quarterback recruit, why would you not go to Alabama? Right. I mean, if you are offered, you've got to go. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you are, you know, let's pick, you know, pick a random say, pick Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're like a top uh, quarterback recruit, five star in Little Rock, mm-hmm. and Sam Pittman is after you, right? You want to keep him in state, but you're going to go to Alabama, right? I, I think because. Uh, you just can make money there that I don't think you'd necessarily be able to make at Arkansas. So, and you I, know, like in the draft this year, which I watched closely for the first time, who was number two was from some really small school. I can't remember, like San Diego State or like yeah, North I think it was Dakota, North Dakota State, North yeah. Dakota State, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, oh, like he's number two in the draft, getting millions of dollars, and he went to North Dakota State. You know, like that's like it doesn't matter where you go. In, in a sense, right, in the, when it comes yeah, to college in football, a, for NFL. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this might change that. And you know what's also going to change is that, let's say, uh, and I forget that the guy's name escapes me right now, uh, but if you're at North Dakota State and you are developing, you probably were not recruited, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. We're not recruited highly to end up playing at that level. Um, but after, say, your freshman or sophomore year, you've developed. Mm-hmm you are going to get in that transfer portal right. and you're going to head somewhere where you can make a little bit of money before the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think this is just another, I think this isn't like a, 
this changes the game. But I think it's just more evidence to show that NIL is going to, I think, really benefit the big boys mm-hmm. a lot more than bringing equity, well, not equity, but parity. Mm-hmm. It's not really going to be something that kind of levels the playing field. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the smaller schools really are going to have to figure out um, how to kind of balance that. Now, on, the, the, on the, the other end of the spectrum, let's say that, you know, Alabama recruits two five-star quarterbacks and one of them is not developing as well, mm-hmm. falls behind the other, that quarterback is going to transfer to an Arkansas. Right. Because now you do have a space there. You're you're not top dog at Alabama, but still maybe you get a space at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I think... And then you could get a PetSmart Well, deal, absolutely. Like the guy at Arkansas Or a does. barbecue restaurant or right, something like that. Right. But you, I think in recruiting, I think the recruiting rankings that we see every year, I, I do not think are going to change. I think that gap's going to grow. The transfer portal is going to get movement. I think it's really interesting that transfer portal and NIL have come in at the same time mm-hmm. because I think they're going to work in concert to really change the power dynamics of how big teams relate to small teams and how roster management works. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And I'm sure we'll hear more about that tomorrow because I know the media will be all over Nick Saban to hear, like, well, who's he signed with? Like, mm-hmm. is that true of all your players? Like, give us more details. And you know Nick Saban's going to be like – Y'all are idiots. Yeah, you know, he's, he's not going to want to talk about this on that. purpose. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, probably, I feel yeah. like everything Nick Saban does is very calculated. Right. Um, and probably, but good no, and, bad and he, ways. but he's he, going to come back tomorrow and he's going to say, he's not going to talk about it because right, he, he doesn't want to. Yeah. He's already dropped it. And he's, and that's all the recruits and, need to know is my quarterback has not played a down. Yeah. And he has a million dollars. And is it any coincidence that that information comes out right before Lane Kiffin? Probably. That probably was like chef's kiss to him he's it like oh really this is, is a lunchtime thing that i'm coming to perfect oh that I know fits Lane's well gonna be right after that this is great yeah lane kevin basically said you know if bryce young he's got all this money already he doesn't really need to play against us this year which uh that'll be fun little little dynamic and wrinkle as if alabama Ole miss is never fun anyway right uh, a little right. bit more for us to consider so, all right well now it's the big time well i want to have a fashion corner first okay, okay? Corner. because this was i was i was disappointed yesterday i'm not gonna lie with some of the fashion but you know their kids most of them don't have a million dollars so uh but they i they looked great but today, some people brought it, and I will give you two guesses as where they're from. One guess as to where they're from. Well, one's Ole Miss because you told me about it already. Oxford, right? We yes, know Oxford. the fashion is coming from Oxford. Oh, well, that's right. True. So yeah. number one was Jalen Jones. Okay, and he looked so chef's kiss again. Okay, right. There you go. Everything was just super put together. Somebody. He himself, I'm not going to say somebody, he himself got them in the suit. And yeah. It had an old Miss lining in it. Right. It was the colors. It was great. He was only over Lane Kiffin himself. Okay. Who also looked great. Slimmed down, as we mentioned. 30 pounds. No socks, which again, watch enough Bachelorette to know that yeah. that is very in. Right. So that is our fashion corner for today. I also liked, what was the uh, the, the guy, Jordan Davis from Georgia? He mm-hmm. went on the SEC Network set and traded codes to Jordan Rogers. Right. And that was an amusing it was. image for sure. It was. Uh, He's a big guy. That. He's a big man, that's for yeah. sure. All right, so let's get to our casting. Yeah, bring it on. 
Do you have you thought about this today? Do I have guesses or no? Did you cast yourself? No, did I did you, not. You did not. I okay, did not. I didn't know if you wanted to do that. Okay, let's. No. Who do you want to start with? Let's start with Kirby Smart. Okay, we'll just start at the beginning. Who do you, who do you have for Kirby Smart? All right. So this is one I thought about, and then I also saw that other people have said this before. So just full disclosure, I'm not saying that this is like this completely is not original, original. Uh, but I, it is from me. But also, other people have said it. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, maybe, maybe. No, it's good. Sold. It's good uh, for for Kirby Smart and his here's okay superior head. Yeah, I think it is hard to find a, an actor who could play him. And Alec Baldwin, it's a good pick. You I, should look at. I it. don't know if I could ever say anyone looks like Alec Baldwin because have you ever? And this is a president that everyone knows, Millard Fillmore. Yes. Have you seen a picture oh, of yeah, Millard? Fillmore? I have seen. So that. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to say anyone looks like Alec Baldwin because I know. That they will not look anything close to Millard Fillmore. Well, you know, Alec Baldwin, 14th, he's been... 13th president He's of the been United around States. enough to have, like, multiple stages and weight sizes to him. So this is more of, like, not like the slim down Alec Baldwin, but more of the uh, maybe older, more mature, okay. weightier Alec Baldwin. So maybe, like, more like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see it. It's oh, good. It's okay. a good pick. All right. Number two, Josh Heupel. Is yes. that right? Okay. Hear me out on Josh Heupel. He was a difficult one, but I was scrolling Twitter and I, unlike not related to anything in football world, I found this picture of one Brendan Fraser. <sighs> yes. Do you see it? Yes. Now, have you seen Brendan Fraser lately? I have not. I, I did turn on the mummy returns the other night okay but, uh, good so you yeah. have a fresh that's 20 years ago right you have yeah. a fresh idea of him 20 years yeah, ago. yeah this is what he looks like today no that stop it that's not that that's is not today. that is maybe not today today but that look that's tribeca festival 2021 oh my in goodness the background. Doesn't look like Josh Heupel. That's very good i know you've redeemed yourself thank from, you from this Alec is my Baldwin. best one for sure and we'll link these in the show notes or i'll put them on instagram or something because um y'all brendan fraser he is he is far from the mummy yeah it's he's and uh georgia the jungle and georgia the jungle classic film gosh i love that one all right so mark stoops i'm gonna need some help with because i don't know this actor's name okay. but i think you do Great start. because you've watched i have a picture of him okay and you've watched how do the you, show how are you gonna be able to like i don't <laughs> I'm how is that gonna work because I couldn't think of somebody. So, so I, you just described him? <laughs> I did. I Googled white bald actor. Well, that's going to narrow it down. That's going to give us what we And came up this actor, and I was like, yes, that's him. Okay, let's Are see. Are you ready? So I'm, first I'm going to tell you because about Because Mark Stoops, I've always thought, reminded me of Winnie the Pooh a little bit. Oh, yeah. This one's Bless not him. Winnie the Pooh. Okay. So this guy was the bad guy in Breaking Bad. Oh, Dean Norris. Yes, that's good. Thank that's you. That's very good. That's, thank you. He and by the way, one. he was definitely not the bad guy. Oh, he was Breaking Bad. No. <laughs> I didn't watch that show at all. Walter White was the bad guy. Also I thought he was a good guy. No, he's an anti-hero. So oh, okay. he's not like... Well, that, is no, he? Is he's he his anti- brother-in-law. He's like the good guy. Oh, okay. Well, he's like he's... the guy who's like the moral center. Okay, whatever. We're getting too My far gosh. into Breaking Bad. Anyways, he's, well, he's, he's going to play Mark Stoops. And then last but not least, we have Lane Kiffin, which was really tough because I have this person in my head that's a 90s or 80s comedic actor that looks like Lane Kiffin, but I can't remember who he is. So I tried to Google it and I can't, I saw that he has been compared to another media personality and that is um, Tosh.0. Daniel Tosh? Yes. 
Yeah, okay. You see it? I can buy I can, that. I can kind of see it, too. I think especially. he's really tall. Well, Lane Kiffin's really tall. Yeah. Lane yeah. Kiffin's like 6'3". So, but I, of course, wanted to make this more original than that because okay. I did not think of sure. Josh. Sure, What's his first name? Jeffrey? Daniel. Daniel. Jeffrey. <laughs> he does not look like a Jeffrey. So, I am going to go with a young Dan Aykroyd. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. It's either that or any, I mean, like, with his, like, larger forehead yes and swoopy hair yeah or big hair he could be a, a 90s uh sitcom dad yeah. as well so well that's jt daniels right or jt daniels yeah. y'all i'm loving the 90s hair i'm not gonna lie or yeah. matt corral ha- also has long hair too yes his so, hair's a lot longer than uh it used to be so, yeah i think I yeah he's pot roast material as yeah. well so so there you go. That's our uh, casting for today. All right. So let's look for tomorrow till tomorrow. What is what do we got tomorrow? Tomorrow, I don't know the order. Uh, but we I got, think that's right. Is that right? Ish. Is? Maybe the middle. I think are it's. Switched. I think Vandy and State are switched. Okay. But anyway, it's uh, Alabama, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Texas A and M. So it'll be good. You got Saban. You got. Um, What's his face at Mississippi State? That would be Mike Leach. Mike Leach, who will bring something. And then, um, gosh, okay, my brain's suffering. Well, we, we usually play this game. And, <laughs> I know. Uh, and the coach is Clark all... Lee, the new uh, Vanderbilt coach. Yes. And our boy Jimbo. And then Jimbo, uh, which you know Jimbo. And he always have some. Well, Jimbo's always got things to say, too. So, right, it should... so it'll be good. We'll try to be um, a little more with it tomorrow night. but I think we came into it tonight a little bit. Okay, well, we that's did. good. We did, we did okay. Uh, any last thoughts day two nope looking good we're halfway there yeah we are we are so we'll be back tomorrow uh with more i think you'll put those pictures on instagram yeah right? i'll put them on instagram so yeah. make sure i don't want to put them in the show like, notes i'm, I'm too, too lazy, lazy. Okay, yeah I'll I'll, i gotta tomorrow. go down there and close the pool too yeah, that's true. Well, that's a busy week all right i'm ben i'm Brittany, and this has been you me in the sec bye